Hello, this is Peter Bergman again with the Daily Radio Free Oz podcast, and it is Tuesday, October 11th, 2011, and tonight is another Republican debate. Eight or nine, I guess it's eight garden gnomes are going to go up there and yammer at each other. It's the circular uh, firing squad, as they say, and I will be twittering it this evening as I did the previous debate. All you have to do is go to the Oz Network thread, and I'll be there twittering away, and I would like you very much to retwitter. Not retweet necessarily, that's also good, but get involved in the conversation. I'm going to try something also, which is during, I believe they're going to have commercial breaks again. How could they, how could they not pay for all this valuable time? And I'll try to do some quick audio pieces, record them and get them up so you can listen to that also, if it's not too much of me, too long, too many. I tell you, um, staying with this Republican, <laughs> this Republican race is both fascinating and dull as dishwater. Hey, Herman Cain is now kind of, if not the front runner, he's right up behind the old Romney horse. Herman Cain, 999, Mr. Pizza Delivery, how far have they come? Um, of course, Bachman is, is falling, and Gingrich is basically trying to become Kane's VP. It's all very funny. It's all grand guignol. But I'll be there, and we're going to have a lot of fun. And if you don't think one of these bozos isn't going to make another deadly comment, remember, this is number four. In the first, they cheered Rick Perry for being the number one executioner. Hooray, hooray. And then Ron Paul, that crotchety old curmudgeon, said, well, if the guy doesn't have, uh, you know, health insurance, then let him die. Big cheer. And then an active duty captain uh, on duty in Iraq asks that DADT be done away with and that he and the other homosexual soldiers not be discriminated against. Big booze. And none of those garden gnomes stood up and said, I should have said something about it. Well, if you don't think there's going to be another piece of blood sport tonight, well then, everything you know is wrong. Yes, yes, yes. I'll be following the Garden Gnomes tonight, twittering as of 5 o'clock Pacific. That's 8 o'clock Eastern and everything in between Central and Mountain. you got to figure it out. You live there. Well, there's not much happening on the Republican scene to make me very happy. And in fact, amongst the Democrats, I don't find a lot of people I get very excited about, except one. And she's not in the Congress yet, but we hope she will be. Elizabeth Warren. You know, I did give money to her campaign, something I haven't done in ever so long. And of course, I've gotten a lot of literature from her, mainly over the web. And I've been watching her most recent videos. And I got to tell you, she is the real thing. And uh, Vanity Fair has done a very interesting article on her in their present issue, talking about her run against Wall Street's favorite golden boy, Scott Brown, the Republican who took over Ted Kennedy's seat. And although Warren was heavily lobbied by Democrats to run, she was warned by many that the fight would be brutal. But the fight for Ted Kennedy's old seat is expected to redefine brutal. A Republican golden boy, as I said, and Wall Street favorite. He was, in fact, declared by Wall Street their favorite senator. Scott Brown is rolling in campaign money. He's already got some $10 million even before Warren's announcement, thanks in large part to the financial industry's largesse. By the way, she has now raised $3.5 million, 96% of it with uh, contributions under $100. The People's Candidate. With Warren in the race, the Republican Party and the nation's corporations are expected to flood Brown's coffers with even more cash. 
Well, this is a race to watch. She is the real thing. She is standing up for the people. I know that sounds like a cliche. I know in this time of extraordinary cynicism when most of the politicians are disappointing us, and I mean most of them, Elizabeth Warren is the exception. Talk about disappointment. Okay, Barack Obama comes up with his jobs bill. It's not a big bill. It's not anywhere near as much as is needed to put this country back to work. We're in deep, deep do-do-do, but at least it's something. And you'd think that he'd have the Democrats behind him in the Senate where it is going to be considered for a vote today. No, he may not even get 50 votes in a Senate that's 53-47 Democrat because John Tester, the Democrat from Montana, Ben Wilson from Nebraska, Gene Shaheen from New Hampshire, and uh, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, blue dogs and blue doggeresses, says they will not support the bill, which means... President Obama may go down to real defeat in the Senate. What does this say about the Democratic Party? And what does this say about the White House control of the party? You know, he's more than commander-in-chief. He's the leader of the Democrats. And they are not stepping behind him because they're so afraid of the Tea Party rebellion. You know, Manchin in West Virginia thinks that if he votes for a job bill, he'd be declared a socialist and lose. I mean, these people are such wusses. They are so in the pocket of Wall Street, Republicans and Democrats alike. That's why Elizabeth Warren stands out so. Again, she even if she becomes senator, she's only one of 100. Most of the people she'll be rubbing shoulders with are millionaires, and most of them are bought and sold. So what are we going to do about it? Well, I'll tell you, one possibility is the rise of the Occupy Wall Street folks. I love these folks. Why? First of all, because they have a sense of humor. And second of all, because they are fresh and new and the first, you know, first people of that generation out on the street after 20 years of, you know, absolute sit-down couch potato passivity, with a few exceptions, generally, here they come. All right, they're going to be marching <laughs> soon. This is in New York City. They're going to be marching on the homes of New York City's super rich. They are planning to march on the homes of Rupert Murdoch, the Koch brothers. They're also going to go show up at J.P. Morgan's CEO, Jamie Dimon, who is a big friend of the White House and one of the rascals that brought us down, real estate developer Howard Milstein, and hedge fund manager John Paulson. John Paulson collaborated with Goldman Sachs and put together those toxic default swaps, literally put those together so that they were meant to fail, was paid for it. He shorted them in his hedge fund and Goldman Sachs shorted them in their funds after selling them to the widows and orphans. This man should be in jail. They should all be in jail. Well, at least they're going to be protested, okay? And the Occupy Wall Street people are being supported by Working Families Party and the New York Communities for Change. Said the tour will visit homes of some of the most well-known millionaires in New York City, the organizer said, specially chosen for their willingness to hoard wealth at the expense of the 99%. 99% of the residents of New York are going to suffer from the tax giveaway, so the 1% who already live in absolute luxury can put more money in their pockets, said Doug Foran, who is amongst the March's organizers. There isn't one specific voice for Occupy Wall Street, and that's a good idea. But now they're getting criticized by the fact that, hey, you don't have a program. You don't have an agenda. No, they don't have a specific agenda. They're pissed off 
Like one of the signs says, this shit is all fucked up. I love that sign. I really do. It's not mainstream, but I love it. Here's the opportunity for these protesters, for these young Americans, and hopefully they'll be joined by people of all ages, to actually call for a complete change of the American society. Now, the, the Democrats, these wusses, won't even talk about real health care. They won't talk about real jobs bills. They won't talk about real education. They won't talk about really fixing the infrastructure. They won't talk about the real redistribution of income. Occupy Wall Street can do that. They can do it. They can call for all of that and over a period of time because they ain't going away. I know that difficult weather is going to thin the ranks, but uh, they're going to be there come the spring. There's no way in the world this movement is going to end. And of course, there's good weather here in Los Angeles where they'll only grow stronger. In fact, I intend to um, get myself a little tape recorder and go down and talk to some of these folks here in the uh, Los Angeles contingent. Maybe we can then hear them in their own words. But the fact is they can ask for anything. They are untrammeled. Nobody owns them. So come on, Occupy Wall Street. Do your best. Hello, this is Beaver Forskin, president of the Club for Unnatural Growths. We believe that every member of the club has the unalienable right to keep what they steal. But what about all you sub-billionaires? Just because God has turned his face from you doesn't mean you can't go home and drown your shrunken aspirations in the bathtub. The Club for Unnatural Growths is a proud puppet of Double Cross America, the super PAC where every anonymous buck is worth a hundred common cents. Did you by any chance follow the Value Voters Forum in Washington last weekend when James Dobson, the Antichrist, and some of his fellow travelers put together what has got to be the greatest gathering of the extreme right wing, the Tevangelicals of the world? I'm sorry I missed it, because it was such a hoot. Aside from the fact, of course, that Mitt Romney had to sit down and listen to Reverend Jeffries, who was there to introduce Rick Perry, declare that Mitt was a member of a cult. He's not a Christian. He's a Mormon. He's a cultist. But, said Jeffries, I'd even vote for a cultist over the man in the White House, who is indeed more of a Christian, a real Christian, than any of them. Well, there's some wonderful shots of some of the booths there at the affair. My favorite, of course, is the chastity booth, which has a whole program called Weight Training, W-A-I-T. And here's these two slightly chubby blonde Christian girls there to promote weight training. Wait for sex until you're married. Yeah, good luck. And then there's these two guys. I don't know what it means, but they've got these red sashes on and these big gold eagle pins. And the two of them are standing in front of a booth promoting marriage between a man and a woman. You know what gets me? With everything that's going on in this country, a depression or at least a big double dip, no jobs, the average unemployed now have been unemployed for 40 and a half weeks. That's the average unemployed. Think how many have been unemployed for a year or two, which makes them unemployable. With unemployment, with an infrastructure that's falling apart, with an imperial dream that is turning into a nightmare, with Wall Street out of control, with the, the world markets teetering 
on collapse with a health problem here. Just read that the fit Americans or the Americans within the proper weight parameters just just edge out the obese with education in the dumper, with kids being uneducated, with, with no jobs availability, and on and on. What are the Republicans talking about? Same-sex marriage? Don't ask, don't tell? Immigration? Sex before marriage? Whether or not so-and-so is a real Christian? These people are totally irrelevant. I mean, totally out to lunch, and there is no free out to lunch. So here we go. Another debate tonight. Just to remind you, uh, I will be twittering it at Oz Network. That's hash sign Oz Network. We're going to have fun, you know. That debate tonight, one way or the other, is going to prove once again that everything, everything you know is wrong. Is wrong.